0: present unto you King Charles, your undoubted king. Wherefore, all you who are come this day to do your homage and service, are you willing to do the same? God save Amen. King Charles! Hi, welcome to The White Bikini. My name is Marie White, and joining me today is my co-host, Nicholas Banton. Hello, Nicholas.
1: Hello, Marie. How are you doing?
0: You sound very Jamaican today. Is there any particular reason you'd like to share with our audience?
1: Yeah, man.
0: I love it. Can you talk the whole show this way? I
1: do anyone would understand a word I said, so let's not do that.
0: Nick is in Jamaica. He was kind enough to take the time out of his busy schedule while being abroad to join us today. Yay, Nick. Hey, me Today is Sunday, May 7th, 2023. May is my favorite month. And today we're going to discuss the coronation of King Charles III.
1: All right, let's get into it. By the way, why is May your favorite month?
0: I feel it's the month that is so full of hope. Winter's over. It's not summer. It's not fall. It's perfect. The time is perfect. The weather is perfect. I just love every minute of every second of May.
1: All right. So on to his royal highness.
0: A couple quick fast facts, because we've talked about Charles. We know the history. I just really wanted to speak about what you really thought about the day. And I thought it was interesting. The coronation took place yesterday, May 6th. At 11 a.m., it took place at Westminster Abbey. Do you know the official dish of the coronation?
1: I do not. What is the official dish?
0: It was quiche. I will share the recipe on the White Bikini on Instagram. They had a very specific quiche. I think that's fun.
1: Isn't quiche a French dish? Why wouldn't there be something more traditionally British?
0: Because Charles is a king for all people.
1: Ah, I see.
0: The coronation procession route is much shorter than Queen Elizabeth's. In 1953, Queen Elizabeth's coronation procession was five miles long and took two hours. Can you imagine? And also there's so many more safety issues today.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine trying to lock down a five-mile route that's essentially open to the public, yeah, that, that'd that be a logistical and a security nightmare.
0: This time, King Charles and Queen Camilla's procession is only 1.3 miles, just a quarter of the length of Queen Elizabeth's. They will travel from Buckingham Palace in a special coach called the Diamond Jubilee State Coach. The procession will take them along the mall via, via the Admiralty Arch to Trafalgar Square before going down Whitehall and Parliament Street. Then they will go around Parliament Square to Broad Sanctuary, which is where Westminster Abbey is located.
1: I thought, well, my first impressions were Charles really looks like his mother. He looked... It's <laughs> a good thing. You know, well, I mean, he's getting up there, but he looks like he looks like his mommy. Uh, that was my first impression. I was like, good Lord, that man looks like his mother with the jowls and, you know, the little thin lips. Um, but I thought, though, the entire affair was regal. I thought it was stately and I thought it was appropriate. I mean, granted, the ideas of monarchy in the modern age is no longer acceptable to many people, but in so far as it is, and it is a feature of British culture, I thought it was well done. Uh, I thought it was the length of the ceremony was appropriate. Any longer would've been too much, and any shorter would've felt a bit abbreviated for the solemnity of the moment.
0: Can you stop really using such big villain over words? It's annoying I don't know what that means
1: you have his phone look it up
0: I had a couple thoughts I the positive was I thought the ceremony in Westminster Abbey was absolutely flawless I thought the choices of the singing all different generations all different races I thought it was very inclusive the one thing that did throw me off and I thought was very tone deaf was the the coach the Diamond Jubilee State coach it was so old-fashioned and so corny I couldn't stand it
1: you you know, it's funny my impression wasn't old-fashioned or corny my my initial impression was wow this seems a bit um god
0: yeah maybe gaudy is the word i'm looking for but i didn't go to villanova um gaudy i don't like anything gold it's so 1980s it's it seemed very inclusive i i didn't enjoy any of that and i have to say now maybe in all reality we have not seen charles recently speak due to the shelter-in-place pandemic which we are coming out of he looked much older to me
1: Yes, and, and that, that maybe that's one of the reasons why I was just struck by his appearance, why he looks like his mother. And when I say looks like his mother, I mean his eighty-year-old version, the eighty-year-old version of Queen Elizabeth or former Queen Elizabeth, I should say. Um, yeah, I was definitely struck by that. He seemed much older than his age. We look. We had we had this question before. How old is King Charles?
0: He is seventy-five. I guess I guess he does look
1: age-appropriate.
0: He he looked old to me. Camilla looked great. Yeah. I, I was startled by his appearance. He looked very solemn. He, look, he He didn't look himself. Maybe maybe the
1: the moment was a bit overwhelming for him. I mean, he's waited his entire life for this moment, and he's 75 years old. Um, it's a lot. And, and also, I think there is a kind of performance that you would expect of a coronation where I think the Ken is supposed to look a bit somber. So I don't know how much of that was his physical presentation and how much of it was a performance. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, because I did. I was listening. Listening to Anderson Cooper going in, and they were they didn't say anything until he left, but he looked much different on the way out then on the way in.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's it's to give this sense of this is really serious. This is a tradition that's been going for over a thousand years. I think part of it was performative. So I'm going to go with that. Yes, I, he's an old man. He's 75 years old. And, you know, he looks every bit those 75 years. But I think in terms of his appearance, in terms of his, like, countenance, um, I think that that was in part a performance. I'm sure the Royal Etiquette Police or whatever they're called, Um, Paired him, you know, for the moment.
0: But as I said, I thought everything else went perfect. The music was beautiful. It was been done in such great taste but now we really have to jump right into prince harry
1: well before we get to prince harry can we say one thing can we so i'm here in jamaica right now and one of the
0: we all know that nick good for you
1: yes well you know some people are fathers some people are not amen (laughs) so the discussion in many of the colonies uh jamaica being a former colony is should jamaicans receive reparations um you know and that's that is a discussion that is a topical discussion should we just vow our any connection to the throne and should the british government pay reparations to the former colonies
0: when i text you yesterday we said we were going to keep this light but we'll jump into this
1: all right let's get into it
0: i have very mixed feelings about reparation i i understand the concept and i respect it but how do you parse out exactly who's getting paid and is that money getting taken out of my pile because i'm going to burn this the cities down
1: well i I think we do it the same way they did it before when they paid off the slave owners. The slave owners received reparations, both in the British colonial system as well as in the United States. So why don't we do the same thing?
0: Where's the money coming from now?
1: The same place it always comes from. It comes from the, the pool of we the people, you know, to use uh, a US reference.
0: I could use that money. Mama's, you know, sisters had it hard. I need it too. Yeah,
1: so, so there is no, so essentially there's no punishment for slavery.
0: No, I think reparations should be paid am 100% in.
1: I don't know how you do this though. I mean, I know you're being being a bit sarcastic, but like I don't know how you would do this. Um or or maybe i'm overthinking it maybe you do it exactly the way that governments have paid reparations throughout history but anyway i don't want to dwell too much on this topic because you're right it's a bit heavy and i kind of blindsided you with it but um i was i was on the road yesterday and i heard the conversation several times doing several local broadcasts and i thought you know why not just bring it up and have the discussion
0: you didn't blindside me i do have an associate's degree Thank you. But I guess for me, I'm happy to talk about it. I think it's a fair conversation. I just think, and it's good to talk about it, and it's something that should be discussed. But I need to know where is the money, as we just discussed, where is the money coming from? Is it coming from Social Security? Is it coming from Medicaid? Who's going to suffer and that money is going to be taken away from them? And I do understand that obviously everyone that went through slavery suffered too. But I don't want it taken away from the silk, sick or the elderly. Mm.
1: yeah so first of all i think whether you're in the uk or in the united states but let's keep this i guess to the uk for this occasion there first of all has to be uh a, an, an intention and then a plan in place and i don't know how or when that might happen and to to be fair the people in the colonies are not holding their breath so but it, it's more of a it's more of a consideration for what is what is the final chapter uh four or five hundred years of colonial colonialization how should we bring that chapter to an end and perhaps reparations only represents one aspect of that discussion but i I think we need at least many of the colonies are thinking about how do we how do we conclude our relationship with the former british system
0: you know there's an old saying behind all great wealth is a great crime and the monarchy is part of that
1: agreed 100 all right let's talk about prince harry did you like what he was wearing
0: he's darkened my mood really what happened i don't know I'm sad now a couple things about prince harry first of all no matter prince harry wrote a book and we've all been angry at our parents and we all kind of said stupid stuff and we don't like our parents granted he said it publicly i listened to the book i think harry deserves a grammy for that book his narration his thought process even though i don't agree with talking about your father publicly especially since he is now the king of england i love the book i might be in the minority i am team harry not megan in men no so
1: you, you want to get into that controversy huh
0: well i think harry deserved to be working royal or not in the second row he is king charles son he is like six in terms of who could be king i felt that was a slap in the face to harry i felt it was a slap in the face to the legacy of how his mother was killed in a car accident and that boy is still struggling with trauma about his mother's death and rightly so. How dare Charles do that? No one puts baby in the corner.
1: You really should tell me how you feel is you need to stop holding back. Um, no I, I, I totally understand it, but I, I think for them it was a public display of, it, it, it's like watching kid, watching a parent spank their kid in public. They want, I think the royals, and when I say the royals, I'm I'm, more than just the king. I think it's the entire organization, the entire business, the entire firm that is the British royalty wanted to put on a public display of um, marginalizing Harry. So I think it was a deliberate act.
0: No, I think it's the bully that's Prince William having a scuffle with his brother which they've been doing for 20 years and Charles is too tired to fight him. It was two little boys fighting over the death of their mother. That's what upsets me. It's trauma-based it's trauma driven from that bully Prince William and his perfect white wife, wife Kate who makes me sick and how dare they do that to Harry they should be understanding he has mental health problems they should be giving him a peace offering rather than bullying that poor boy
1: well you know it's you're you're coming from a mentality where mental health problems are either solved with a drink or beating so in part yes we're in a more enlightened age but when it comes to when the rubber meets the road people are sympathetic perhaps to other people, other people's kids having problems, but when it's your own and there's an expectation of performance, I think they are families that are far less sympathetic and I thought, I believe that's what we saw on display yesterday.
0: I, I think for me and and obviously we are very good friends, you know my history, I think I am Prince Harry in my family and that's why I get so personal about him.
1: Yeah. No, I mean I, I think, I don't know of anyone who doesn't like Prince Harry, they may not find him proper, but he's ultimately a very amiable person He's the type of person that I think most people like. So when we see someone we like put in a position of disadvantage, we feel that we must protect and defend them so i I understand where you're coming from i understand exactly where you come from so give me your impression of willie
0: that's a whole other podcast but i will give you my impression of william but before we go there i wanted to say i don't know how far you watched into it i watched to the moment they came out on the balcony harry was not included on the balcony because they claim he is not a working royal but camilla's children from her first husband were on the balcony and that's not fair
1: it's a business can we both agree with that it's not a family they're not even friends. it's a business and so Harry is no longer in the executive suite he's now at best a junior partner and he doesn't have the keys to the executive washroom and that's exactly what we saw
0: back to William I feel that William was and rightly so he is going to be if things stay intact in England in the monarchy he is going to be the next king of England I think Prince William was a little older when Diana passed away and even there's only a four or five year difference. The cognitive thinking of a child his age versus Harry he was a little more developed
1: oh yeah i mean there's a world i mean there's a world of difference between a five-year-old and a ten-year-old in terms of their ability to comprehend their environment so i agree with you
0: so i feel that somehow well no i i think that william could process his mother's death differently than prince harry could so i think william uh on the outside i don't i read different things about him how he behaves in private he's very even tempered he's very smooth he knows the right things to say privately i I heard he's a bully and he has very bad anger management issues. I don't want to judge a man at 40 for what he did when he was 20. That's not fair. But the stories I have read is they have not changed. Well, isn't his father
1: also a very angry person? I mean, what was it the video or the recording of Prince Charles forming something? Um, a signing ceremony and the pens weren't working and he was just, you know, blasting up a storm. So maybe it's, it's cultural. It's familial.
0: Are you badmouthing King Charles III,
1: his royal managed his royal Majesty <laughs> king Charles.
0: H R M. And I feel like, and maybe I do take it personally, but William dated Kate for what? He groomed her for ten years. Let's be honest, they didn't date. She was being groomed.
1: Yes, yes. Am I wrong? He made a deposit and made sure no one else came knocking at her door. And when it was the time was appropriate, you know, he finalized the sale. And, he- and the reason I'm using these terms is that for for a lot of Jamaicans, for a lot of people who see the monarchy, yes, the pomp and some circumstance or our pomp and ceremony are interesting but it's all it's so transactional it's so cold at least that's my impression you know from you know, from here in jamaica and that a lot of the jamaican people
0: and i guess for me when they were dating they used to call her weighty katie she was being groomed for a position and that's fine but call it what it is somehow she has turned to me and i think she's a beautiful girl almost stepford like and i don't like that
1: well that's why not to get into the psycho- psychology of grooming but that's That's why there is such a thing as grooming because whether you're talking about a royal or a man living in West Virginia, when you take a child and you prepare them for that life, they don't know any better and they are convinced that's their reality, it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. You start to identify with the people in authority above you, even though you are ultimately a victim. So is it a consequence of her not being more enlightened? Or is it a result of, as you say, a decade of grooming prior to getting married and then being thrust into this world where these expectations are so high and everything you do can be broken down in a set of protocols that you must follow?
0: I'm curious. Princess Catherine's probably 42 now. I give her a couple more years till she's burning down the monarchy.
1: I don't think so, Marie. I, I think she is fully, she's a full convert. That's that's my impression of her. I think she, there are many aspects of royalty of the royal life that I think are attractive. Some of it are, some of it is oppressive, but I think much like William, and I think William's anger towards Harry is, I will suffer through this, you should too, kind of thinking. And it's it's a difference But it's funny, it's a difference between the millennials and the baby boomers. The baby baby boomers see life as something that you just have to suffer through and it's unpleasant and it is the way it is and because it's always been that way the millennials are saying no it doesn't have to be this way we can change the way things are done and that's the rift between i think harry and william harry sees his responsibility as to change the monarchy to introduce a, a new perspective, whereas William sees that his duty is to maintain the status quo, and I think that has so much to do with the tension that exists between those two men.
0: And, and Prince William doesn't really want to look at his life because he doesn't have the luxury to. Where he thinks Harry's spoiled and has the luxury to. And that's part
1: of the reality. I mean, in some ways, Harry didn't have to step into that role because he had a big brother who had to, you know, step up to the plate and and deal with the the difficulties and the responses abilities and the burdens of being a royal and harry didn't have to because he's so far in the line of succession that he could be a little bit more enlightened
0: but at one time harry was it back in the party harry days he was second in line yeah you know there's been
1: growth and i think that part of it might be a slight generational difference i mean because harry has you know harry has more to do with the mainstream millennial view whereas i think william is closer to someone like myself who is like a baby general Xer, um and we just see the world differently the world has presented us different perspectives at different ages and so it's, I think it's shaped the way we interact with the environment
0: I think that's a very good point but I, I guess for me watching it I, I I guess I wanted yesterday to me when I watched it I got up at 5 30 I met for me it was very strong of a message that they were sending to Harry and I was disappointed that Charles didn't do better to send his son an olive branch but you're right the monarchy is a working business it's the firm that's why they call it that way, Right. or call it that name, and most likely that's really what was happening. But at the time, watching it yesterday, I felt as a father, I believe fatherhood should come above anything. And I think Harry should have been able to walk out on the balcony, not with Meghan, just stand there and wave. He is his son. And I was disappointed in that decision, but God save the king.
1: God save the king. Who's our sponsor this week, Murray?
0: Our sponsor this week, and I keep asking you, but you've never answered me. The shop on Market Street, the premier barbershop in Westchester, Chester County, and you know what? I'm saying the whole world now. There you go. Providing the freshest cuts and biggest smiles 134 east market street westchester pennsylvania you can follow them on instagram you can message them contact them book now go right to instagram for any questions you might have when's your next appointment nick
1: when i get back as soon as they let me through customs
0: when are you coming back
1: i don't know it's too nice don't hear him on
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining us today on The White Bikini, and we look forward to greeting you next time. Do that again. I have no idea what I'm saying. You ready? Yep. Thank you for joining us today on The White Bikini. Please remember to subscribe to The White Bikini on all of your favorite podcast services or visit us on Instagram at The White Bikini. Save the king! Prince of
1: Wales, pledge my loyalty to you and faith and truth I will bear unto you as your liege man of life and limb. So help me God.